Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome back to another episode of the 5th and Last NRL Podcast. As always, kicking off with the Fast Five, your highlight, low light, best of the round, worst of the round, and uh, the question or discussion as it now is. So, Brock, uh, what was your highlight of the round? Uh, my highlight was the Broncos-Cowboys game. Cracker. I thought on Friday night, stayed up, watched it, um, as hard as it is with the, all the bloody ads through it, but... Um, really enjoyed it. I, I wish they would have put that game on live because the uh, Cowboys, Eel, uh, sorry, the Dogs Eels game was an absolute stinker. Yep. Well, for me, it was uh, the Storm and Warriors game. I sound a, a little biased as always. Well, bring Melbourne up, but I thought it was outstanding. I absolutely loved listening to the Warriors crowd. Uh, I wasn't really happy when Billy Slater dropped the ball, but it was amazing the uproar that they got out of uh, him juggling that ball. But uh, an absolute shootout over there, and the New Zealand Warriors absolutely deserved that win. But what about your low light? Uh, low light, the Titans, they were crap. Uh, they've been crap for the majority of the year. Um, I don't I don't know how Cartwright keeps his job if, if Henry's uh, got the flick. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. But um, that, they were just horrendous. They, they had no direction in attack and in defence. They're just like butter. Mm. Well, there is talks that he's been caught up to the hierarchy today, so I'll touch on that in a minute. But for me, the low, uh, Graham Murray passing away, former Roosters... Cowboys and New South Wales origin coach. He also played, I think they said, about 87 or 88 games for Parramatta in South Sydney. Yeah, uh, He did a great job in his time in the game. Seemed like a fairly legit bloke and a, a very down-to-earth person. And it's never good when uh, the rugby league community loses somebody. So yeah. low luck for the week there. And also Dallas Johnson doing his ACL. Not going to get to uh, finish not, yeah. out the season before retiring. So feel bad for him. And uh, Matt Cooper also, another battler of the game, who's going to be not finishing his career in the way he'd like, but in a sling. But what about your best of the round, mate? Uh, best of the round? Well, there was a few. I thought Jamie Lyon was excellent last night uh, for the Manly Seagulls. Sean Johnson, again, um, he's setting the world on fire at the moment. Um, but probably Jamie Lyon. He does that week in, week out. Um, he doesn't get much of a mention on here from us, just probably because we expect that of him every week. But um, he was great. Yeah, well, I had uh, Jamie Lyon's one I want to touch on as well, but George Burgess for me again. Yeah, uh, this week uh, in our record. Yeah, well, I said it last week that I, I think that they lack a bit of punch when Sam's playing thirteen, and then George comes on afterwards. It just kind of seems a bit unbalanced. Uh, looks like he took a little bit of that on board this week. He started with both Sam and George, and he loaded the the, uh, the bench up with Asatasi, Lima, and Tom. Yeah. So uh, he's obviously looking to, to make a little more damage, and we saw Kiri introduced. So yeah, looking positive there if they uh, keep going in that mansion, but. George Burgess, the amount of tackle busts and just the tries, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what about your worst of the round? 
Jordan Rankin, the human basketball ring. He just couldn't catch anything on the weekend. Um, he's been sacked. Uh, he's been well, not been sacked, but he's been sacked from first grade and uh, given the flick. And he's he's had a million chances for the at the Titans. They he was the he broke into onto the scene in I think it might have been 2008, 2009 as a 16, 17 year old and um, made his NRL debut. And he's he, he's done nothing since. Mm. Um, I've heard plenty of story rumor um, about you know where he's at as a footballer. Maybe the, the worst thing for him was debuting at that young age. He probably thought he had it all sewn up and um, he just had to turn up every week. But um, if anything, he's, he's, he's not improving as a player. He's getting worse. Well, you could name any number of Parramatta players from Friday night. Oh my, but I just Parramatta just sucks. I'm so. not going to bash Parramatta anymore. I'm going to go one from Melbourne, Justin O'Neill, who we looked at in the weekend. Uh, he did make a fair few metres, but just critical decisions at, at times. He, he had a try that he scored early on, followed up by the same play with CC Wonga wide open yeah. to bring him in the game. He tucks the ball away, battles with every bit of his life when he's got his arms free to pull a leg free, falls over and throws it forward. Yeah. And then later on, uh, you know, he copped some knees in the back. But I looked at the slot, the technique to score that try. Why is he sliding on his backside to put the ball down? Just put the bloody ball down. Yeah. So he let two He didn't have his best game. He definitely didn't have a great day. Um, but I, I look at those kind of moments. I'm not saying it would have won them the game, but early on there, he made some pretty poor decisions. And uh, he's had some defensive blunders early on there. I think he really needs to shape up heading into final storm. Yeah. But uh, as far as a, a question or a discussion for this week, we're going to base that around uh, Neil Henry. So more so, do you think that Neil Henry should have been sacked by the Cowboys? And uh, who do you think is most likely to replace him at the helm of the Cowboys club? And uh, there's plenty of contenders that have come up today. People like Paul Green, Kevin Walters, Neil Henry himself is throwing a, a line out there for Terry Madison to replace him. Yeah. From overseas. Well, Terry yeah. Madison's, I think he was originally at the Cowboys. He might have been an assistant under Henry mm. um, at some stage there, but... For me, I think Kevin Walters will get it. There's got to be a reason why he quit the Melbourne job last week. Mm. Um, someone's obviously giving him a phone call. He's either getting that job or he's getting the Broncos or the Titans job, and we just haven't um, obviously seen the results or the, or the opening um, for him to come into those positions. And both the Titans and the Broncos are talking pretty tough, like they're going to stick with their coach. But um, where there's smoke, there's fire. So Walters is getting one of those jobs, no mm. doubt in my mind. Well, um, I, th I think it'd have to be him or an overseas bloke, not saying... Uh, you know, a knock on Paul Green or Trent Barrett, these blokes, but a couple of them have been an assistant for a year or two. Barrett reckon, Bar well, if you hit, believe what Matty John said, Barrett's pretty confident about getting the job. Well, I, I don't think that they could risk just grabbing someone who's been an assistant. Kevin Walters, at least, has done the Super League, and then he's come back over under Bellamy. He's had a nice apprenticeship. He's got the most likely or the most experienced, as far as I'm concerned, as someone you want to put in charge. Yeah. Paul Green's done good with the Roosters' 20s, but. You know, what one year of doing that doesn't qualify you to take over the helm of an NRL club. Mm. And people... Yes, off, for me, it was just a bloody strange time to sack Neil Henry because yeah. we had this discussion yesterday. Obviously, it's highly, highly unlikely, but they could still make the finals. What if they went on and, and made the finals? It, it, egg would be all over the Cowboys' face. I, I, I'm of the opinion that if you're going to, you're going to get rid of him, give him his hat and coat and say, see you later. You, you can't punt him and, and then... Um, you know, still stick him at the, at the head of that club. I mean, it's almost conceding that their season's over. So. Yeah, well, it's more been leaked today that, kind of what I, was, I think I said to you last week, that they were pretty much saying that they were going to tell him at the end that it was all well and done truly. He himself today said that someone's leaked it 
with inside, which is why it's formally been announced because they've been pressured the last couple of weeks since. Yeah. But originally, it was pretty well, much that, done and dusted. They were going to tell him at the end of the season, you know, we're going to rescind that contract for next year, done, and then announce it. But yeah. it, it hasn't That's gone. It hasn't gone down in the right way. They need to. Uh, they need to sort their, um, you know, their business off the field. Get that in order because there's an old saying that it starts at the front office, and a good front office is. Um, the head of any organisation, and um, for the playing roster they've got, I, I think Neil Henry's a good coach. Um, obviously, he, he has had his time there; he's, he's had his opportunities um, for a variety of different reasons. It hasn't worked out, um, but he's got to feel let down by the person that's leaked it, um, because it really they've forced the Cowboys' hand, then, haven't they? Well, like because what if what if the Cowboys won their last six games? They might not have even made the finals, but was, he still might have kept his job. It was happening. He wasn't keeping his job, but I'm um, but because he's of, because he's because he's not the coach for it, or is it because of the pressure from the media? No, it's because this information that was leaked from inside, he wasn't supposed to know. No, nothing was supposed to be said until end of the year. They were going to sit down after twenty six rounds and say, look. You've had your five years. Yeah, but that'd you know, be results-driven. That'd be based on how they finished the year. But it was locked and loaded. It was done. No, it wasn't supposed to get leaked. He wasn't supposed to know, but it's dropped out in the media. Mm. They've been hassled for three or so weeks now. They've all been denying it, and uh, obviously it finally broke. And he himself said, I'm disappointed because he wasn't even privy to the information. But the yeah. decision was made, and it was leaked. So. Well, I'd be filthy. It, it, I'd be filthy with everything. The only, the only real error I think Neil Henry's made over the last sort of well, last season and this season, he's probably letting Seguiaro go. Payne retired. Mm. That's hurt him um, in the nine spot. But other than that, I, I think the players have got a lot to answer for up there. Yeah, well, I, on top of that, I think there's a few, like Dallas Johnson and, and a couple like that, Glenn Hall, that Getting were plastered. borderline getting moved on as well. But he's not going to be the one to see that through. So uh, the fact that he's gone now, somebody's going to come in and have Scott, Tarmow and Thurston, which isn't a bad start, I suppose. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, they're going to have to start justifying their money. I think Matt Scott's the only one who's justified his new deal so far. Yeah, so definitely. Wait, wait and see. Been, uh, rusty, so... Yeah, wait and see who comes in and what they can do with uh, the Cowboys and whatever money they've got left, because that's the other problem. They're talking about trying to get Bowen or a few others locked up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much money's left in the kitty for somebody to play with, and their 20s aren't exactly doing great either. No. So... That concludes the Fast Five, so now we'll move on to Mr. Gossip. Nice and early this episode. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip, who uh, this weekend has been quite frivolous on the punt, haven't you, champ? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thanks to Senebet. I've uh, won a couple of hungi. Yeah, fantastic. Chuck Jugging yeah. bastard. Yeah. Our, uh, our charity bets are going pretty well as well, so we're, we're all on a roll. Mate, we're all laughing. Happy days. Great what do you got for us, man? Well, I guess we'll start down in the nation's capital with the Raiders. Now, we heard Taylor earlier this week. He's come out in the press and dismissed speculation that Milford uh, is going to the Brisbane Broncos. And look, the Broncos, their main priority is Ben Barber. And it looks to me as though he will be there. But look, if something happens and Benny Barber, um, the deal falls through and Benny Barber ends up going to the Cowboys or does they have the dogs, they will pursue Milford and they will get him if they put all their put all their efforts into it. So there'll be plenty cashed up. Yeah, well, I know that, I know about the clause and I know about the situation. I don't think it's 
a matter of uh, you know Canberra or him wanting to stay because I know his best friend's probably Josh Papali. I think it's just a matter of time. Even if it's the end of next year when his deal expires, I don't think Canberra's going to be able to keep him, yeah. whether it be tomorrow if he rescinded for the family health issues or whether it be the end of next year. I, I don't see any way for him not to go back to Brisbane. Yeah, I, it's just going to be the family issue, I guess. If, if that becomes pressing, obviously he's going to he's going to want to go home. Um, it's unfortunate for Canberra, but they seem to always be on the receiving end of these sorts of situations. And once a player sort of uh, sparks up and, and gets into grade, they, they seem to lose them. So it's unfortunate for Canberra. Yeah, no one bites the dust for them, mate. Yeah, well, it's good for good for Brisbane, I guess. Because uh, yeah. they're, uh, they're in bloody desperate need of it. They're telling us they're a bit of spark because they're, they're pretty dull. They are, man. Very dull. Uh, well, someone who isn't dull is Sam Tagatizi now. He's on a <laughs> two-year deal with the Sharks and uh, probably put on the, the biggest hit of the year on the weekend, boys. What do yeah. you think of that one? <laughs> he's, uh, he's the first bloke to get a two-year deal from one tackle, I reckon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we put a photo up um, We put a photo up on our page and um, shared, it on, shared it on Gossip, but... Uh, Wow, it was uh, it was some hit. I think we, we must have replayed it at least five or six times in their living room, pissing ourselves laughing. So yeah, well, it was good. Poor old Sam Anderson, <clears throat> bloody hell, he'd be having nightmares about it all week. Yeah, I think he's still suffering from a whiplash. The old <laughs> head went back. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I have a bit of soft spot for Tagatizi. It's been a bit of an inside joke, not going to go into detail, but, uh, but yeah. if if they were going to go off hits and give him a contract, the Gold Coast should have given him three years after he drove bloody Kieran Ford into the floor three times that time they played Manly up there. Yeah. That poor oh, bastard was lucky not leaving an ambulance. Yeah. yeah I, I, I never wanted us to get rid of him, to be honest. <clears throat> he uh, At least he intimidates blokes. He can oh. come back to Melbourne if he wants. We need someone on the bench like that. Just tell him for 20 minutes he's got to hurt people. <laughs> quality player. Now, Neil Henry, boys, I'm, th- I'm sure we're all pretty up to speed with um, Neil Henry and that he's been punted by... The Cowboys, uh, yeah, his services are no longer required from day dot of next year. Now, look, I put up on gossip today. Um, Senebet were running a few odds on who his replacement will be. Uh, Kevin Walters is the favourite, dollar fifty. Paul Green and Trent Barrett both four fifty. Brad Arthur seven dollars. Justin Morgan twenty one dollars. Michael Hagen twenty six, and uh, Smell Me Finger at thirty four dollars. But look. Um, this time last year, uh, I think I think with Senebet, they, they ran a, a, a same poll for the Warriors gig. I think Matthew Elliott was an outsider at about 20 to 1, and he ended up getting the gig. So I wouldn't read too much into their stats. And um, look, I, I think Barrett would be perfect for the gig, but I'm hearing that Walters is pretty close. But um, I don't know, boys. Out of that list, who would you pick? Uh, I'd go Walters, um, purely because he's been with Bellamy. Um You've probably seen one of them work, like Maguire's worked. He was an ex-Bellamy, uh, what do you call it, apprentice, I guess. Um, the other one, obviously, is um, Brad Arthur. He had a mixed result. And then you've obviously got Stephen Kearney, who was a dismal failure. But, I mean, I'd be very surprised if Kevin Walters quit the storm mid-season um, and wasn't going to something very much secure. So whether it's a Cowboys job or whether uh, it's the Broncos or the Titans, it He's going to get a job up there this year. No, no, well, for next year, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, well, I look at it pretty straightforward. He's done an apprenticeship. A lot of those blokes haven't. Paul Green, first year coaching uh, the under twenties this year at the Roosters. That's not enough for me. Trent Barrett, yeah, he's an assistant and he wanted to take the New South Wales job. You know, he's only just kicked off as well. Uh, Walters has spent three years with Bellamy. 
He coached Catalan his first season. They fell one short of the grand final. In typical fashion, they lose to the Rhinos, who always seem to get in. Uh, to me, if it's not Kevin Walters, I'm going overseas. Well, uh, I think Neil Henry today threw up Terry Madison, who's over there at the moment. So I'd be looking more towards somebody like that right now. I wouldn't be throwing my hat in the ring and handing over Thurston, Scott Tarmow, and a couple of these retiring players like Johnson and Bowen that are probably getting moved on to an inexperienced coach. I'd want yeah. somebody to come in who's done an apprenticeship. Yeah, I, they need a hard head there. Um, I think Kevin Walters from, from yeah, everything I've seen. Yeah, from everything I've seen on, uh, you know, obviously he's he's appeared on a couple of shows. He he uh, he seems like he's got his head screwed on. Um, I think Brisbane probably would have been the perfect fit for him, but he seems to be pretty keen to um, to get in and, and get his teeth wrapped around a job. So good luck to him. I, I think he's more than done his apprenticeship, and uh, I think he'll be successful up there. Yeah, I think uh, Thurston's going to have a big say on who who coaches at that club. He has plenty of pull there with the board. Um, so I'm, I'm tending to think that he'll pick someone that obviously has, has coached him before or been involved. That could be either Michael Hagen being the assistant coach at Queensland or Kevin Walters has done work with him as well. So mm. he'll be one of those two boys, I think, if yeah. I, I'm money on anybody. You want to keep your million-dollar man happy, don't you? Well, that's right, exactly. And, and here's the reason that they've kept him so long. Because if it was me or any other Cowboys fan, they would have punted him four or five weeks ago, to be honest. But uh, Thurston said keep him there, and they did. But, yeah, well, blokes should just play football and shut up, I think. But anyway. Yeah, mm, that would help. Yeah. Well, the Warriors boys, they've done a similar thing to the Panthers. They've uh, told Mason Friend goodbye, and now they're saying, please stay. They've just tabled him an offer to stay. Um, he's got a few big offers from the UK, but um, I think his family is settled in uh, New Zealand, so I'm pretty sure he'll stay, just like Kevin Kingston did with his club, uh, for a lot less money too. Yeah, well, I don't think they're really in a position to offload him just yet. You know, he's... Uh... He's still starting at the moment, and the bloke behind him in New South Wales Cup, Alejandro Meyer, is not exactly setting the world alight. They've got Saliba Harvili. He's more of a bench impact player. He, he was a former 20s player. Uh, we've said, you said his name before, Aaron Heremeyer. Uh, they should still probably be sitting there kicking the dirt if I was them, how they let him go, because the year they made the grand final, he caught fire. Uh, you know, they told him about round eight or nine, I think, that he was done. The rest of the year, he was outstanding. So. I think they need to keep friend unless they've got someone they can drag over there. But uh, for now, at least for a year, yeah. Well, they've they've got no uh, they've got no one to replace him with really, yeah. unless they're going to put Lulua there um, and play Tompkins in the halves, or they're going to bring up Tuomabave and, and reshuffle. But that's that the other thing. Where, where, where when are we going to hear about that? We keep talking about the Tompkins thing, and we yeah. keep hearing it's done. But is it done or is it not done? Yeah. Lulua has played nine for New Zealand. That could work. But um, at the same time, until I hear something from them officially about Tompkins, I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah, yeah, but oh well. If, if yeah, if uh, if friend wants to stay and they've got enough cash to keep him, it'd be uh, they'd be well advised to do so. Yeah, no, fair enough. Right, well, uh, the Rabbitohs back row boys, Chris McQueen. Obviously, we know he plays for Queen of them this year. He's asked for a pay rise. He's currently on two fifty, so that'll thing go to three fifty. Think he's worth it. That's probably fair. Considering he's uh, considering the increase, he's been to been to Origin. Um, he was a starting player in Origin. He was one of the unsung heroes for Queensland. Um, yeah, was, well, I mean, could he get that on the open market? Yes. So I, I guess it's uh, just one of those things. You'd be, you'd be probably asking your manager why that wasn't written into his contract. Yeah, well, that's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if I'm South Sydney, how are you going to afford him? You can't keep. Dylan Walker and you've got Luke Curie okay. just come up and you've got Reynolds and you've just re-signed Sutton. 
You've got three Burgesses. You've got Tio. Get rid of Superman. What's that guy's name? You've got way too many people. So if if they want to upgrade a pay, I'd I'd be like to see their books at the moment with Greg Inglis and a lot of other people on there. Mm. Yeah, it helps yeah, Conspiracy theory. Absolutely. There's Brian Waldron there somewhere. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the last one for the night, fellas, and uh, that's uh, Rennie Matua. Um, obviously, unwanted by the Eels. Now, I'm hearing the Bulldogs will sign him probably this week or early next week. Um, again, look, uh, it's a tough night, Rennie, but to me, he hasn't really played a good, good season for a couple of years now been in and out with injury and bands and whatnot and, and really just carried on like a goose when he's at the ball. I was late to training a couple of times and um, I was surprised they want him back to be honest. Um, I don't think I'd be paying any overs for Rennie. Well, I think Parramatta should keep him, to be honest. I, I went to the game on Friday night. I thought he was um, like one of their better players, but um, I can't see why the Bulldogs are resigning him. Like, I made the comment watching the game the other night, like how filthy I'd be if I was Josh Jackson. Because no, it's Dale um, Yeah, well, either of those guys. I mean, Tony mm. Williams is there and he's playing like a busted and those two guys are sitting on the bench. So, I mean, the last thing that um, those two guys need is another uh, old sort of experienced guy that could possibly get a start in front of them um, coming to the side. So I'd find it really strange if Hasler, um, you know, wanted to re-sign Matua. Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think... It, it makes more sense for Ricky Stewart to sort of bite the bullet, uh, re-sign him for another year, because I think he's probably... I'd even argue that he's probably Parramatta's best player, apart from the, the other two uh, young back rowers, um, especially for the, for the last month since he's, he got the news that he was going to get the punt. So, um, But but I, I can't really see his attraction for other clubs, that's for sure. Yeah, well, if I'm the dogs, the only reason this is happening is because it's close to minimum wage and their New South Wales Cup team this year has been deplorable and they need a depth player. But other than that, I don't see him in their 17. Not with Finuc and Jackson, Eastwood and Williams on their bench, for Christ's sake. He's not getting a start there. No. Do, do we know what sort of ca- uh, like cash he's asking for? Yeah, 250 so not huge, but... Mm. I still don't think But that's still, like, you compare that to Chris McQueen. Like, Chris McQueen's on 250 um, and he wants 350 so, like... I mean, you, you compare the wages and... Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's odd. Like you said, he, he looks good for Parramatta, but yeah. he goes over the Bulldogs, he'll just get lost in their roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. No, the, the bench is loaded. You can't have Eastwood, Williams, Finucane and Jackson and somehow justify putting Matura in, especially in front of those two kids. They're both up for new deals, I think, maybe next year. So they're the last two people I'd want to be rubbing the wrong way because I'm sure a lot of clubs are going to be circling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, if that wraps all that up, mate, uh, a score update this week. A perfect oh, no. a perfect round by yours truly. I've, uh, oh, here we go. Eight from, eight from eight. Brock was seven from eight, and uh, you were six from eight. So there's been a bit of ground made up here. I wouldn't be wow. too worried about me, because I'm still dwindling well behind. I'm on 88. Brock, though, now on oh, 93. He's got the whip out. He's within two of you. So you're on 95. But <laughs> Here cu- he comes, the big fella. I do remember a couple of weeks ago it being about a six-point gap. So yeah. Oh, it's, mate. Uh, uh, I'm confident, too. I'm feeling it. I'm not confident. He's getting as rough as a young fella. I'm still not coming back. I'm well behind. But I'm just going to bask in the glory of a perfect round just for a moment. Know, you know? Just for a moment. You never know. All right. I'll, 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 I'll,
Oh, well, I finished basking in the glory, so now we'll move on to the tips. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Friday night kicks off with the Newcastle Knights at home versus the Broncos. It's an important game for them and mathematically, I suppose, for the Broncos. But uh, who do you like, Brock? I like the Broncos. Like I'm going to go the Broncos. Um, Newcastle obviously had the tough uh, Sunday game. Uh, they're going to be without Mason. They've got other injury concerns. I didn't think they played that great. Brisbane, I was uh, I was quietly um, impressed by them. I like going up there, winning. Um, they were behind with ten to go. Um, I think they'll win. I, I like Ben Hunt at seven. I, I thought he looked good. No, well, I thought Newcastle put in a fairly good grind against a much better side. Uh, they did fall short in the end, but they were there right to the death. I think Darius Boyd's finally starting to justify a bit of his older form the last couple of weeks, and I love their left edge with Leilu and Mick Manus. Those two are pretty outstanding, so I'm going Newcastle. Hey, sorry, where's the game at? It's at Hunter Stadium. Yeah, I think I'll stick with the Knights. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a chance for Brock to get one. Uh, the other Friday night game, obviously here in uh, the sunny west of Sydney. Might be sunny Friday the night. Penny Panthers versus the Roosters. Uh, I'm not even going to say too much about this one. I'll tip the Roosters. Yeah, you've got to tip the Roosters based on form. Um, Penrith, uh, the Roosters are a bit of a hoodoo team. Um, they don't like the Panthers too much. Um, that date's right back. Um, but Say what you want, champ. As yeah, well as on, like... on form, on exposed form. Uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to tip the Roosters until they bite me in the ass. Clint Newton and Cameron Serraldo versus Jared Warrior Hargraves, <laughs> Mitch Orbison, Sam Mower, and the likes. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Sam Mower, he is a mower, that bloke. <laughs> Guys, it's the ten-year anniversary for the Panthers since they won the premiership against the Roosters in two thousand and three. Go on. The Panthers are undefeated at home at night games this year. I'm sipping the Penny Panthers. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're going to be even after Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. I reckon you're going to get your Broncos game wrong. I hope you do. Uh, but uh, Saturday, New Zealand. New Zealand Blue Mount Smart Stadium. They're going to play the Shark Sea. So yeah. what, what are our thoughts on that? I'm going to just jump in straight away and say the Warriors. They're, yeah, they're Warriors. coming home with a wet sail. Warriors, they were, um, they sort of, I, I don't know, like they could have put 50 on Melbourne the other day. Like It's the first side that I sort of thought, they, they're cracking them at will. Uh a little bit of that would be Melbourne are in a bit of a slump, as they always are this time of the year. But, on, again, on exposed form, like, the only side that's beaten them in the last two months is South. And even in that game, I thought the Warriors looked great, um, but probably uh, just lacked a little bit of polish at the end of the game. But uh, they're going sensational, and it's over there. So, And I don't really rate the Sharks. The last quality side they played, uh, the Roosters put 40 on them, so... Warriors. Yeah, that's true. But I think Matty Elliott uh, has thrown away the coaching book and just gone back to 2011 and had a look what Cleary did with them because yeah. they're playing exactly like they did at that back end of 2011. Um, yeah, I think the Warriors would be too good. Big score. Well, the next one, I don't even think we need to talk about it, do we? Parramatta's at home, but I don't think it's going to make The Seagulls have got the bye this week. Yeah. Oh. So we're all taking the Seagulls? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I haven't looked forward to a Parramatta game since the mid-80s with Ray Price and Cronin. I can't wait for this game. All good versus the Grove. I can't wait. What about Ricky Stewart? I, I loved what he said last week in, in response to Steve Maddai, and he, he said, well, I might play all good in the centres. I, I, I loved it. Good. I, that was great. So we've got tickets bang on halfway. I, uh, I hope this game explodes. Yeah, well, I yeah. think that's about your only chance of a highlight. 
because it'll be a well. That may that may justify the four hundred I spent to get season tickets. I tell you what, if, the, if there's apartment. one thing you know about Manly, if anyone wants to start a grub fight, Manly are going to bring. The oh, grub. they'll accommodate it. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for this game. I, I had a look at the draw early in the week and I uh, sort of highlighted this game, so never thought I'd say that, especially with Pamela going buffers, but I can't wait. Bring it on. Good yeah. stuff. So you're on the Eagles, though, aren't you? You're definitely not going the Eagles. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not that fucking stupid. Right, skip, skip it. I was say, if you want to give away a free one, you know, yeah. there's one for you. But, uh, the other Saturday night game, uh, we've got the Cowboys against the Rabbits. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here and I've just got that little bit of a feeling yeah. of that old, like, someone's been sacked. I've been bagging on for weeks. Are they going to explode? But I can't bring myself to do it, so I am going to stick with the Bunnies, but... Well, he hasn't been sacked. He's still there. Yeah, I know. But it's, it, be it's confirmed, though. Week. This is one of those things. Every time this seems to happen, yeah. there's an amazing a week or two of form. Same as a coaching change or a fire. Yeah, this time next week, we're going, yeah. oh, why don't we tip the Cowboys? But I'm tipping the Rabbits yeah. because they've just got a monster yeah, pack. Well, it's, it's, um, well, they he, just bash the Titans, who have got a monster pack themselves. Well, I said it last week. And I said it again, Maguire must listen to the show because I blew up about Dave Tyrrell and the other spastics he had going. Yeah. He put three front rows on the bench. Yeah. He brought in Tommy. He started George and Sam, and he went a bloody Lewis onslaught. He went front row central yeah. and just bashed the crap out of the Titans. Yeah. Unleash George and yeah. Tommy. <laughs> I was confused. And I had no idea. Uh, I'm hearing English isn't too far away either, boys. He's doing ball work sessions and doing contact sessions. So I'm not saying he'll play this weekend, but... Um, yeah, he'll be back next week, and I think the Rabbitohs will win this one easy. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if that's true in our fantasy draft, it's the major semi this week. If I win and that's happening, I'm stealing English because someone put him back in the the waiver pool. Yeah, I'm going to grab him for the grand final and try and get a, get a yeah. victory. Here. <laughs> he'll be back sooner rather than later, boys. Outstanding. Wow. Well, moving on to Sunday, the Raiders undefeated at home against Melbourne, oh. who are. This is one of they've, they've got two. They've got two bogey sides. Canberra and the Warriors seem to always do them an injustice, but I can't tear away from Melbourne this week. We're about to hit the home stretch. I'm feeling it. I think Canberra's just got to crash and burn at home. I'm going the Storm. Yeah, I'm going to go the Storm. I have to go the Storm. I just I don't know. Canberra crap. They, they were crap last. They were crap last week. They annoy the shit out of me. Like I don't know. Burn Canberra. Burn. Yeah, well, I hope the Raiders can win because to keep that perfect record, and I think I mentioned it last week or the week before, the last time the Raiders were undefeated at home, they won the comp in 94, so... That's definitely not an issue. Yeah. Look, it's a tough one, and Storm don't like losing two in a row, do they? Most definitely not. The Raiders are a great team at home, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the green machine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be excited here. He's, oh, he's about to fall. I'm smiling like a sheshi cat. <laughs> well, I'll tell you yeah, what. Well, I'm scared to take a roughie. I'll go. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah. tell you. Yeah, I think it's going to be people are uh, People are actually uh, like inboxing us for your tips at the start of the year. They're now starting to inbox us for, for our tips, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My wife always told me I went off too early. Oh. <laughs> wow. Maybe, uh, maybe we could get another sponsor for the show, a bit of nasal spray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get, getting on that one. But uh, the other Sunday fixture, a painful one for Brock. Uh, the Titans, they're at home <laughs> against the Tigers. But oh, what a toilet bowl. Albert Kelly's not playing. Luke Bailey, Bailey's not playing, and I'm pretty sure that is. I didn't see if Sharma was in or out, but regardless, you've just lost even more than what you've already had out. Ashley Harrison's playing six. You guys are in dire straits. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 
He's actually playing. Oh. Yeah, you're in trouble. So I'm not even going to go any further than this. Tim Simona and the like, I reckon, are going to run absolutely wild this week. If the Tigers are going to put a win on or put on a half-decent effort, it has to be this week. I don't care if it's a skilled part. There'll be 2,000 fans there, so Why that won't be too much of an issue. What's wrong with him? He's gone. I don't know. I just say it today. He's not playing. He's gone. Out. Dunskies. So is the ball. But Tigers, uh, the bull's not a the bull's not a massive loss. Mate, the, the bull makes more he meters. Plays in second gear. The bull makes more meters than all the other forwards. Is do. Mark Minichello at fullback? And then I'll definitely tip the Tigers. Mate, I've gone the Tigers. It's booked. Oh, yeah, dearie me. Um, I'm going to go the Titans. Good. I think uh, <laughs> that's that's room for me to make up. <laughs> I think uh, I think they can win because I just yeah, think right. the Tigers are crap too. If, uh... They were. I mean, they played all right in patches against Manly, but Benji, Jesus Christ, he's had somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think our, our nine and our six are better than the Tigers. Like Ashley um, Harris. <laughs> no, no, no. In, well, ABC, I think ABC's, uh, ABC's is going much better than what Marshall and, and Astor are. Yeah. So, um, Farrah, Farrah obviously controls it, but Matty Schramm is our unsung hero. The bloke just tackles his ass off and... Um, does a, does a lot of good stuff that people don't notice. So but there was three outs. I think today. William Zilman will be back in as well. That's there was, there the, was uh, three that's the mail I've got. Zilman will play. So yeah, well, I still I'm still going out. the Tigers. I think especially in the back line where you guys have been struggling. Your favourite mates on the wing this week too, Anthony. Donnie. Oh, Donny's back yeah, after so, missing eighty tackles and running in fifteen and tries. Guess what? I'm pretty sure he's on Simona's side. So yeah, good. He'll smash him. I'm going to put Simona in for probably a hat trick this week. The way Anthony Don likes to play the game. <laughs> Oh, poor fella. Yeah. What about hey, you? Out there, mate. G'day. What about you, Gossip? What do you got here? Yeah. No, i got to go to the Tigers. The, the Titans have Buckley's bloody um, home crowd advantage up there. They've got about two people there, so. It'll be Cartwright. But I'm feeling another. I'm feeling like another bounce back factor game. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah I'm yeah. hoping so. Like, well, is, is, is this five that they've lost in a row or four? Is I it? don't know. I want to well, bloody slip. I'll tell you what, you want to bounce back pretty bloody soon. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Monday night, we wrap up the round. The Dragons, they're at home against the Bulldogs. Uh, I think that, I think the last couple of weeks, I've been pretty impressed with the Dragons. Their attitude seemed to have turned around. I know they probably can't make the final, so I think the weekend for me might just be the last straw. I think they'll be a little bit deflated. The Dogs definitely need to keep winning. I know they're on 24, but it's so compressed there. They're going to want a home final at least yeah. in fifth position. So I'm, I'm going the Dogs. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Dogs. Not with much confidence because... Uh, they're coming off playing Parramatta to start with, so that's as good as having a bye. No Ben Barber. They lost Barber. Uh, but, I mean, again, on exposed form, you, you've got to tip the dogs. The Dragons, they had every chance to win that game against Canberra last weekend and uh, couldn't come up with a good. So, yeah, I'll go the doggies. Yeah, I'm going to go the Dragons, boys. Oh. I had a look at couple of stats during the week and um, they've, they've made the least missed tackles of any club in the comp the past couple of weeks, so the defence is on song. Um, the dogs won't have that attack with Benny Barber, so it'll be defence on defence, and the Dragons have the better defence, and well, they're at home. I'll tell you one thing, there's four different here, so by the end of this weekend, if a couple go the way, this could either be you know a complete swap of leaders or dead even. There's four different tips between you two. Excellent. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm, uh... Stay tuned. <laughs> This this is this is okay. It's good for me too. I think I've got about three different. So good. I might that be. Means you'll to... be further behind, brother. Nah, that's all right, mate. We'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. He's laughing on Monday. Yeah, we will. 
<laughs> Alrighty, well, we've got the score update. Everything's locked and loaded. We're on the run home here. Big boy's pulled his whip out. And oh, mate. I'm trying to get out. his Maccabi Diva on. I've, got You've got I've actually pulled me, I've pulled me pants down because I'm sick of whacking myself through my trousers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I like a bit of whip on skin. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Just, just let all and any younger people out there, I've seen a few like the page. Just ignore what he's talking about right now. It's, it's, it's nothing to do with that. We're, we're PG-13 here. Mm. PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks as always, my friend, and uh, we'll have a chat to you next week, and we'll see who's crying after the, the tips and the, the games go through. <laughs> Bring it on, fellas! All right, it's going to happen. See you, buddy. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. See you, man. Big thanks as always to Mr. Gossip. If uh, you want to catch up with him on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip, and he's also on Twitter at NRL Gossip. Uh, now we'll jump into the reviews of the matches from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, heading to Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Alright, getting into the games from the weekend, starting Friday night. Uh, as usual, this one's going to be short and sharp. The Bulldogs <laughs> just uh, put the short dusters on the heels. Uh, I know they got two late tries to make the scoreline seem a little more respectable at 40-12, but it doesn't truly justify the result, especially after Ben Barber went off nice and early. Uh, I, I I just I can't put my I don't I, there's nothing I could say I'm I'm stumbling over my words because I, uh, well I didn't see the two Parramatta tries because I was uh, I was at the game with two Parramatta fans and uh, they wanted to leave when it got to forty nil so Fair uh, we were uh, in the car on the way home and checked the score because I, I didn't want to put the radio on obviously because I didn't want to hear the score in the other game which ended up being a ten times better game than this one but uh, yeah and found out that Parramatta scored two late tries but. Uh, it's easy to put tries on a team that's uh, given up the gander at 40 zip. So uh, it was just, a, again, another uh, a collection of errors and, and a bunch of frustration for Parramatta fans. Um, they can't defend errors. They, they can't defend back-to-back sets. Uh, they, they complete fairly well. Um, they, you can't fault their effort. Um, I just don't think they've got the... They don't what, about the, the what about the start, though? I didn't mind the short kickoff. I didn't mind the short kickoff. Because within eight um, minutes, they were down three But tries. if you're going to kick to one bloke, you don't kick the bloody Chris and Inu. He's yeah. probably the best jumper on the uh, Bulldogs team. So, um, And then the next... My, my uh, bone to pick was the fact that they then didn't... They didn't persist with the short kickoff. The next one, they kicked it on the full. Uh, and I just thought, well, if, if you're going to go the short kickoff, at least roll the dice a few times and, and make sure you, you get one or two of them. Um, not just give up on it after one. That, that's what disappointed me. Yeah, well, eight minutes in, they were down three tries, and it was all in the same spot on that right-handed edge. I, yeah. I was borderline leaving it. I I watch games in their entirety, regardless of how bad they are. That's just what I do with the football. But Friday night, I wasn't looking forward to it all. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't enjoy it. Um, you know, just three tries after eight minutes had me sitting here just thinking, well, I, I might go do something. I might bloody do Sudoku or something yeah. else. Well, and for Parramatta fans listening, I mean, uh, your Toyota Cup side was down 38 nil at half time. Um, yeah. They got pounded by, uh, I think, 40 or 50 odd in the end. But, um, you know, for the people saying, well, we've got great juniors coming through, well, um, that'd be news to me because I don't think Wenty are travelling that great in the New South Wales Cup. Well, they've pushed a couple um, up. 
early. Tanganoa was in the 20 side. I know that, but I Junior just... Paulo left. I'm not saying they're going to help them. They were, yeah. they were doing all right at the start of the You'd year. You'd like to see their 20s doing better than what they are, especially with the strength that they've had um, you know, over the last decade. Well, or... they've won two Harold Matthews comps the last couple of years, so yeah. they need to start pushing those blokes through because you haven't really seen too many come. And no. I think in the well, last... Or they, lose, or they lose them. I mean, um, it's frustrating for Parramatta fans. I... I I can't say I sympathise with your situation, but the Titans are fairly close to Parramatta in terms of recruitment and uh, on-field ability Junior, at the moment. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's frustrating, especially when you, you your team's just making the same errors over and over again. But um, in saying that, I, I thought the Bulldogs, they did as much as they could. Um, they played as well as they, they possibly could have against um, a side who is obviously well beneath them. Um, they're coming on really nicely. I, I think they're... They're a uh, potential threat for the top four sides in, in the competition. I think missing Ben Barber's going to hurt. But, uh, yeah, the other night was just the simple stuff. The halves controlled the game. James Graham, Aidan Tolman, they just got to their work as always. And I'm giving it raps to this bloke every week. But it seems like last year, Josh Jackson got first jump on uh, more minutes than Dale Finucane. But this year, Dale Finucane, to me, has been uh, much better than probably Josh Jackson has. So those two blokes, they're the future of that club. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Parramatta, what are you supposed to say? Oh, like, you know, a couple of blokes put in the effort as always. I thought Matua was probably one of the only ones who really looked dangerous. Uh, all good after a couple of weeks off. He got on, he was, I think, the only forward over 100 metres, so he had a red-hot go. Well, Stevie Matto, he had more than four carries, chump. <laughs> and uh, Rad Radra, the bloke on the wing, he, he had a red-hot go. He got a few opportunities and got tackled, but he, he finally got over at the end there. Nice yeah. put down and... Ryan Morgan, he gets picked on a million times in defence, but he's not too bad on the ball. He so. tries hard. He runs uh, hard. But Parramatta, yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty straightforward. Sub- substandard team at this point in time. Next year's recruits can't come quick enough. But yeah. Other Friday night game, this is actually a quite decent one. The Broncos the getting a win over the Cowboys to pretty much put them to bed for this season. 18-16. to 16. Uh, You know, half-time at 12-4. I thought they might have gone on with it, especially after getting two tries early on, but... Bit of second, half, magic. second half, they got uh, put in a submission for probably 25 to 30 minutes there, and a uh, bit of under sixes. Justin Hodges getting out of dummy half. And that was a great try. Beating four people. Great try. He um, does better out of dummy half than when he does getting decent ball. You, you made a comment, and uh, I tend to agree. Like, he, he does better when he just takes off and runs a ball on his own. Yeah, well, he pretty much went into dummy Crabs half. Crabs across the field. Pretty much pushed the hooker out of the way. Holds the ball like a grape. And he goes, um, it's mine. I'm just going to do it myself. He's just, he's a rugby league player, isn't he? Like, I mean, he's a natural. He, there's a lot of those guys coming into grade now that are uh, athletes. Justin Hodges, obviously, is an athlete, but he's just got that... Uh, the, yeah, the rugby league. It's more what they've said before. He only benches about him. He benches seventy or eighty kilos. He hates the gym. <laughs> he, he, he sleeps in. He doesn't like love training. But when he gets on the field, yeah, none of that matters. He's, he's the kind of bloke like, you get into the park and you give him his gear. And he annoys me. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love like, he annoys me, but he's such a great player. Um, Absolutely love him. But uh, that was a difference in the game. Oh, a, I mean, a, a lot of changes. Game, though. A lot a, of changes. A lot of changes this week, obviously. Corey Oates uh, on the wing, not he was the centre. sensational. They put Alex Glenn in there to compensate finally for Thido, who's hated playing in the front row. Yeah. Ben had ended up pulling out. I'm glad he stuck to his guns, though, and just put Dodds in there instead of putting Thido back. Yeah. Uh, McCulloch, he'd still taken him off for Wallace. I don't agree with that. If you're going to punt Wallace, just punt him all together. Yeah. Just leave McCulloch to do his thing. But Hoffman at fullback, all the changes he should have had earlier in the year, He's finally done them and actually played a half-decent game. So, well done, Anthony Griffin. It's only taken it around 20 to figure it out. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the, uh, Strange one. Ben Hunt, he was pretty good at seven there. He got off to a nice quick start. He, he fed Oates the ball and got it back and scored a nice try, which definitely would help his confidence. And 
Uh, Hodges, as we said, he just ran them up. He set Oates up for the second one, but I'm more stoked by the 18-year-old, you know, his composure to run down the paint and give the ball back to Hunt and then take that pass and score a ripper of a try. And even at the end there, you know, he was involved just before Justin Hodges got that. There's a lot to like about him if you're a Broncos fan. Yeah, the guy I want to give a rap to is um, Benny Hunt. I thought he went really well um, in the 70. Threw a couple of nice passes. Um, obviously, they they benched Wallace, and it sort of seems like they're looking to the future, but uh, I thought Benny Hunt had a really good game. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, the Cowboys, it's just the typical old story, isn't it? Right. You expect so much and don't get... Don't get too much in return. Uh, they uh, they put a little bit of a clinic on there for the first 2025. They went into the grind big time. Yeah. Got some repeat sets, and I really thought they had the upper hand when they took the lead. But as we said, it was just, it was just typical. They got to that point, and they didn't get the job done. Nah. Brisbane uh, got it through. You know, Like I said, it's an under-sixes try, really, but Justin Hodges is a freak, yeah. and they got the job done. And yeah. That's the reason the Cowboys aren't going to be in the finals this year. Basically. Moments yeah. like that, just, you know... Don't don't uh, do you any justice. So. They carve you to pieces. And, uh, and what's the story? As you said, story of the Cowboys season. Um, lost a lot of close games, games that uh, you would have expected them to win. So. And they won the penalty count. They, uh, had, oh, they more, had everything go their way. They had more sets. Everything pretty much went there. They had less errors than the Broncos. But the little simple things, like you said, about their creativity and their lack of spark this year altogether, less line breaks, less offloads. Brisbane created their opportunity at the end there, like I said, from absolutely nothing from Justin Hodges. So. Yeah. Uh, but Corey Oates, four line breaks in this game. This is an 18-year-old. Ridiculous. I know the line breaks get counted for scoring the try, just jumping over. Well, but they said he was a back rower. He is a turn back rower. Turn centre, turn winger. Like, that's a great performance for someone who hasn't come through the grades as a as a winger. The scary um, thing, though, is he's going to have another three or four years of maturing and doing gym work. Mm. He already weighs over 118 and moves the way he does. I think he's going to be a massive back rower. Yeah. Most likely, or a 13 of some description, but... His physical attributes right now, uh, if that says anything to you, if not, maybe even a centre. But my yeah. God, it's pretty scary what he's doing right now. But, uh, you know, you've said it before, Ben Hunt uh, had a decent game there. But Maguire, Gillette, Parker, those kind of guys, I thought they had big games again. Their, their back row looked a lot better. And I'm fine. I'm really happy. I don't think Alex Glenn's probably happy about playing the centres, but he'd be doing that job for Anthony Griffin. Yeah. And uh, Justin Hodges, try. Try assist, seven busts, three line break assists. The bloke's just an absolute freak. He may as well play seven, one, six, nine, whatever he wants from Brisbane. Mm, but that, a, yeah, that was the difference in the game. Mm, Matty Bowen showed a, a couple of little flashes, like we said. Don't know what's going on there. He's hoping to get his future resolved, but that may be on the back burner now that Henry's got the, the sack, so I have to see what happens. Matt Scott, typical, 200 metres, punched it out, did his job, and uh, a bloke I really like, Joel Reithmuller. Yeah, he, was, he made a couple of line breaks. Another 160 metres and a line break. He's just a grinder. If, if I was Parramatta, like I said before, and you were looking at the NRL to kind of revamp your 25 for some scrappy players that are probably not going to cost you too much on the market, they're the kind of, he's one of those blokes I'd be getting in touch with yeah. to try and offer some consistent first grade too. But, mm. uh, next uh, week, Newcastle for the Broncos. Can they stay alive? I, I suppose Maths is still with them, but uh, I don't see too much going in their favour. And as far as the Cowboys are concerned, it gets no easier. They're home against South Sydney. So mm. make what you will of that, but we'll have to wait and see. Getting on to the Saturday games, the Raiders 22 defeated the Dragons 18. The hoodoo continues. It just doesn't seem to end. Yeah, it was a game that uh, the Dragons had plenty of chances to win. Uh, just couldn't pull it out of the fire. Uh, it, it seemed like uh, the Dragons had all the ball, all the opportunities, couldn't get over the line. And, and whenever Canberra got down there and had like one little sniff, they'd score. So... 
just mm. one of those nights. Well, um, the key part of it, you pretty much just said it, they had six more sets, they had a better completion rate, they won the penalty count 11-7, to 7, but line breaks were 6-2, so yeah. as far as generating from all that extra pill and all the extra defence the Raiders did, they, you know, they couldn't well, that's capitalize. That's the story of the Dragons' season. And, uh, well, just plain and simply, that's the story of their season. They, they've, uh, they, they would have dominated those statistics in a lot of games, but just hasn't transferred to points for them, which is um, must be frustrating. But um, it's understandable, especially with the makeshift halves they've got. I actually quite enjoyed this game. There's a bit of feeling to, uh, between these two, and uh, it went right to the wire. There's no doubt about that. Ten mm. six at half time, you could feel it. Uh, Mitchell Rain laid on there, got him back into it with a, a lovely break. And set Stockwell up, but Canberra grabbed one just before halftime to give themselves a little bit of breathing room at 10-6. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Second half, I thought it may have gone to the dumps a little bit just because Berrigan got a really soft try to dummy half. I was kind of worried that the Dragons might be about to have one of those halves and Cameron might be able to blow up. But after the bit of a brouhaha between the old players uh, with Nathan Fien deciding to push Jared Croker in the back, Bronson Harrison came in. Campisi grabbed Dugan from behind. Uh, the game sparked up a fair bit from there. Yeah, it did. But again, um, it's just a, a game, another game the Dragons will lament for, uh, you know, wasted opportunities or, and, and lost chances. But um, for Canberra, I, I don't know what to make of Canberra. They, uh, they, they just don't play the same sort of footy away from home than what they do uh, at home. So it'll be interesting to see how they go this week against Melbourne, um, especially with Melbourne obviously on the back of that loss. Um, but for the Dragons, I, I guess that's... If their season wasn't already over, it's it's definitely over now. Mm. Um, well, on the back of Monday night, they, they sort of re-spark some hope in, in their fan base. But, um, you know, Benny Cray said they, they need to win six or seven. Well, uh, now you're going to have to win six from six. And it's, it's just that, not going to it's, it's not happening. It's, it's, not it's well done now. But uh, I, I thought that Dugan was pretty good against his old club before he uh, got the absolute... Shite knocked out of him by Jason Nightingale's knee. That was an ugly, ugly bit of an incident. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Um, he got bashed and barged all night. Mm-hmm. Dugan um, was a tough night at the office for him, but uh, did his job, I, I thought he was. I thought he was probably their best player or close to. Now, I thought him, Marin, and Mitchell Rain were probably their best. Mitchell Rain had a really dangerous game there, a dummy half, and Marin come on. I, I know he's using him off the bench after ten minutes in impact. Just let him play. Yeah, stop benching him. It's not making too much of a difference. Well, would you? I'd start him. Just let him, he can yeah. virtually almost play 80 at club. If you want to give him a rest, give him five or ten in between halves or something like that. Yeah, I, I can't understand why he's not starting. It's uh, 190 metres, four offloads. I think that's just enough to you right there. Yeah. You and you need that impact at the start of the game. Exactly, but that's the thing. They seem to be putting him on, they're already behind. He's always coming on a chase point. So what it done. For Canberra, you know, Campisi, he, he was pretty controlling as usual. I think McQuarren's been pretty quiet, actually, since Campisi's taken back to form. He's a pretty dominant half. I can understand that, but... Other than that, Jared Croker, he had a bit of field day, made plenty of metres down that edge. And Anthony Milford, again, 
two line breaks, scored a nice try, six tackle busts, 150 metres. He looked, didn't look too confident at the start of the game under the high ball because I gave him a hard time, but yeah. more than did his job. And he, I can't believe how small he is, and he's only 18 as well. So oh, He's a great young player. These young kids just keep coming. But uh, as you said, Storm this week for the Raiders at home. This is a big test. They need to keep pushing away now. Uh, there's three of them locked on 24, trying to secure a place that the Knights and the Warriors are holding on to eight. So you'd surely want to be trying to kick away, especially against Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, the Dragons, well, they're all but done, but the Dogs, they're in that same spot as uh, Canberra. They need to get that win to keep pushing away from that eighth spot. So mm. the, the Dragons could ruin the party or they could roll over and die now. Well, I think the Dragons are going to annoy a lot of sides rolling into the finals. Well, I do sure. as well. I definitely don't think they're going to be backing down. They seem to have uh, given that carefree attitude the last two weeks and it's got them over the line once and it almost did last week. So yeah. Wait and see what happens. But the other Saturday night game, this one's going to be pretty quick, just like the Eels game, a 32-4 to drubbing of the Titans. Uh, nothing there for you to smile about, that's for sure. Nah, they were rubbish. Um, no organisation in attack, no enthusiasm or passion in defence. Uh, South, I thought they were there to be had. I thought South were fairly ordinary in this game uh, and, until probably the last 20 minutes where they rolled over us. But uh, where, do you, where, do, where to for the Titans? I, I mean, they... Uh, I thought they sort of snuck into the eight on false pretenses at the start of the year. And I know a lot of people hammered me on the uh, on the page saying, oh, you're too hard on them. But, well, it's true to form now because they, they just had some soft wins. They were playing sides. They got sides at the right time. Um, you know, you even go back to probably, I think it was their last win now, Melbourne on a Monday night with no players. Mm. Um, so I just, yeah, the, the, the coach has got to be under, under some pressure. Um, especially if you know the standard is is what Neil Henry's been sacked for, and, and Cardi doesn't have as uh, as good a record as what what Henry does. So just to, yeah, it's frustrating to watch them, and um, they look old, they look slow, and but taking nothing away from South, even and, and um, it's no knock on South saying that they were ordinary. I, I I thought the scoreline flattered the Gold Coast. So I didn't think it reflected how dominant South could have been over the Gold Coast. Well, the numbers speak volumes. 1,600 metres to 1,200. Nine line breaks to one. 48 missed tackles by the Titans to 12. Yeah, so, disgusting. 14-0 uh, at half-time. 32-4 full-time. The only bit of attack they generated, crossfield kick, Gordon gets the ball. Besides that, uh, any time they got down that, that end, they were taking one-eight hit-ups or just playing overs. They were running sideways. They yeah. had no one willing to play direct. That You've, you've nailed it. Like... You'd think they look like an under sixes, under sevens, under eights, like with the lines are running. Um, spot on. And spot on. Uh, as far as the Raiders are concerned, I said it again last week. I thought they lacked punch or they rely on Sam and George too much. So he gave him a bit of an injection this week. Right, definitely. He moved him in tight. I'm not sure if Sam's a fan of that, but it doesn't affect his game. Him and George ran right. Uh, you know, the bench was loaded up. Lima, Azatazian, Tom, the brother. Between the three Burgesses, it was 170, 200, and 120 metres. It's 500 metres between yeah. those three units. So if that speaks volumes, that shows you right there. Don't put Dave Tyrrell back in. Don't be rolling, you know, these guys off the bench and hiding Sam on a, on an edge uh, on the edge. Let him play. Let him float. I don't, I'm not saying he has to play tight, but yeah. if you have to start him and George to get the impact you need to lay a good I, platform. Uh, I wouldn't be playing him tight. I'd just let him roam. I wouldn't play him tight. But I like. I have him on an edge. I like those two in there, and Tommy getting on. Like they just had more punch. And Luke Keary, I said it from the start of the year. I would have done it earlier. You seen a glimpse of his brilliance on the weekend, setting up that short side for Matt King, grabbing a try, and then palming his own players off for Christ's sake and beating the fullback solo with only 18 minutes on the field. So, uh, to me, I like Sutton, but 
again, if you want to strengthen that side in my eyes, I'd rather not have Ben Lowe. I'd rather have John Sutton, Luke Keary, and Reynolds all in the field. Yeah. Uh, whether he's right. going to roll the dice, that's that's his prerogative. Well, isn't, isn't this this is the year for South? Well, if it was me, this is the year. I said at the start of the year that Kiri should have been in. Yeah, he's seen in eighteen minutes again what he could do. Will he roll the dice? I don't think he will. Well, it, Kiri's only played two games, yeah, three first or four, game. I think. Okay. But he's only well, had he's, ten minutes or he, uh, he's minutes. carved the Titans twice. That's the first time though. He's pretty much gone. Okay, dead seven. You know that forward pack. All, all, all of what was there, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, is what they should have had. They should have tried to get Tom in, get these bigger boys going, like Dave Tyrrell, Ben Lowe. There's a couple there that I'd rather not see. Yeah, that on the weekend to me was closest, is as strong as they can get that forward pack. Yeah. So nothing else you really need to say in that one. The Burgesses were dominant. Kiri obviously had a, a bit of a breakout game and. This week, they have the Cowboys away. I think they'll grab another win. Your mob, you're at home, but uh, the Tigers, mathematically, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still talking about getting it. They're, I don't think it's not possible. They're pretty much done as well, but I, I'm more on the Tigers. You guys are missing Bailey, Schrama, Albert Kelly, a lot of changes there. If the Tigers are going to get a win or kind of uh, get any kind of confidence or spark in their season, I think this is the week to do it. Well, both sides aren't making the eight, so... Mm. And I'll tell you what, just before we move on, I feel sorry for Ashley Harrison and Greg Bird in particular because th- those two blokes seem to bust their ass every week. Mm. And uh, regardless of who's missing or the game plan or if there's problems there, those two blokes just put in. So. Harrison's my favourite player. Mm. Well, 43 uh, tackles. the Titans, like uh, Kieran Foran's my favourite player um, in the NRL. But for the Titans, Ashley Harrison, wow, look, he's, uh, as you said, he you can't say any more. Yeah, what well, you just said, I mean, he, he got dropped from origin. He could have easily put his head up his backside. Well, in a beat down, 43 He's tackles, up. two offloads, 100 metres, 14 carries. So, yeah. good on him. But moving on to a fixture, uh, for me, I actually enjoyed this. I, I don't enjoy Melbourne losing, obviously, but 30-22. Yeah, I think you obviously understand that I've got a soft spot for the Warriors. I love their, their brand of football. I love the big forwards rolling through, shifting the pill. I like a bit, a bit of the looseness and... Uh, <laughs> It paid off against Melbourne. They uh, and they, they, they rolled the dice and got the job done. And love the fact that they can like shoot out to a ten 0 lead and then concede ten points. Yeah, but like they still minutes. they still get it. They're back just down. crazy. Like they they must be a nightmare to coach. Like you feel comfortable, you're going, yeah, we're rolling through Melbourne, ten 0 after fifteen minutes, and then boom, it's like ten 0 after twenty five minutes. Well, and you're going, oh shit. Melbourne hurt themselves though. I spoke about it because O'Neill was my pumpkin player this week. Yeah, they had that set play to expose Lamarpe because he's a bit slow. Yeah. He burned him again, and he just went greedy. He tucked yeah, it away. He had open CC Wunga. Someone had his foot. Instead of wasting time, champ, trying to shake some off your sand shoe, just throw the ball to Wunga, get another try. But instead, he muffed it, threw a forward pass and face-planted, as he deserved. And then later on, they were talking about the penalty try for the knees. Yeah, he did come with the knees, but why is he sliding on his ass to put the ball down one end? Just put the ball down. Dive in if he's coming. Yeah. He fiddled with... Don't play with your food, just eat it, is what I say. He should have had a hat-trick. Mm. And uh, Ryan Hoffman joined that club too. Punched a hole, put it in one hand, tried to say the fancy pass. Forward pass, knock on. Yeah. So... There were some key errors for Melbourne. They could have easily won this game. Um, well, but the, all the credit's got to go to New Zealand. Exactly. They were excellent. And that's your key, your key stat right there. Errors, Melbourne, 12. Yeah. To the Warriors, 6. How often does a Warriors side yeah. win the error count? Not saying they play a bad brand, but they play that loose brand that usually has a couple of errors. But uh, I just I couldn't believe it. The, the couple of those bomb tries, but Sean Johnson, a lot of people are still not believing the hype. I think he, like I've said many times over the coming weeks, he's finally realised that he he's, he's alone now. Maloney's gone. 
He's been there for a couple of years. He needs to take control. His organisation, outstanding. And Kevin Locke, where's this football been since the grand final year? He was a live wire. That that football on the weekend, uh, him and Matteo, even his limited time, that's the football that saw them go to the grand final. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Um, that's the best game of. I've seen him, uh, seen him play well probably since that year. Um, mm. He's obviously had his injury concerns, but uh, he was excellent. Um, and the, the guy I sort of feel, feel a little bit sorry for is Fishiahi, but I think he's gone for the rest of the year now anyway. So sort of worked out in Kevin Locke's favour. And um, for the Warriors to be a realistic chance in the finals, they're going to need that form from him every week. Mm. Well, out of the big three coming back, I didn't see too much of a hangover between any of them. Cooper Cronk. Uh, 40-20, Kevin Smith I thought was awesome. He almost got he got him back into the game late with Cooper Cronk. He burned his short side there, absolutely outstanding. Pulled the pants down at about three players to put Cronk through. Got the ball back from Wunger. Uh, the only one who probably had a bit of a rough game, I still can't really say that because he scored a cracker of a try, was Billy Slater when he dropped that ball at the end. Mm. That kind of hurt them, that buried them. When Johnson put uh, the bomb up there for Locke, who sprung well above you know a few good jumpers to get that try to make sure the result was sealed, but yeah. All in all, their forwards laid the platform. Johnson guided the ship. Locke provided the spark. And uh, a, a big ups to Matt Elliott when he realised that Lamarpe was struggling on that edge as far as speed was concerned. He put Peru on and pushed Hurrell over to tighten that up because Bobby Blair made about 200 metres over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that pretty much nullified it. So good signs for them moving forward. Uh, as far as Melbourne are concerned, they definitely need to get a win this week. But I'm not too concerned just yet because with four or five games... On the run home, they usually start building at the right time. So, well, we uh, this was your highlight for the week, anyway. Um, this game is outstanding. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game, and I really enjoyed the Cowboys Broncos game. I, I thought they both were just a, a step up above the rest of the games over the weekend. Mm. But New Zealand, they're at home against the Sharks, and uh, the key part of that, like I said, good form, but also at home. I think they'll get the job done again. Melbourne away to the Raiders, their second bogey side. The War- Warriors and the Raiders two weeks in a row, two teams they usually struggle against, but. I can't really see him having that slump, you know, two weeks in a row. No, you wouldn't think I so. I really do hope they get the job done, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. The other Sunday game, the Sharks, another one that you kind of just kind of glance over. The Panthers, 10. They lost 38-10, to 10, uh, just short on players. I know they got Manu back, but all around their squad, they're still Manu's short on troops. Yeah. You know, he, he was a bit lackluster, uh, I think. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not bagging on Isaac John, but his little kind of factor after the first couple of weeks of no one knowing anything about him, yeah, that's kind of died out. out now. And that edge play that they had going between him, Brown, Farre, or him, Robinson, yeah. Farre with Robinson out now, that, that, all that's kind of gone, you know. Yeah. He's not saying he's been playing bad, but as you do... Yeah, they, they need more strings to their bow. Yeah, yeah exactly. more strings to their bow. I, they're, uh, they look a little bit tired. Penrith. Um, but they've overachieved. They have, definitely. We, we've had this discussion. I, obviously, I'd put them in my eight. I had them in eighth. Um, now, that now looks unlikely, but um, that's only looking at the draw. I mean, the draw means duck crap. Well, they they do concerned. have a hard run, though. They do. For what they've got. But they've the got Roosters, pen, like they, they the can make the final. They can make the, well, if they're going to make the finals, or they're going to be in the finals, you have to beat those teams anyway. So they're either going to lose their spot because they lost to teams in the eight, if you're going or they're cop- going to be in the eight because they beat teams in the eight. If they're so copping 38 off the Sharks, though, they've got problems coming to the well, Roosters. I didn't, I didn't think the Sharks played that great. To be honest. like For the first 20 to, to half an hour, the game was really in the balance. Well, and it was just Todd Carney again. Like well, he, to me, he sort of, him and Michael Gordon really snatched this game away. 20 the feeder was great. 
20 nil um, at half time was dominant enough for me. Yeah, but for, well, I didn't, I didn't really feel it um, probably for the first 20. I thought they were there to be had. Um, Penrith could post some points. We've, we've disagreed on this all year, though. You don't like them. I'm, I'm, I'm more on the side the of Sharks. Don't, I, don't, I don't not like them. I just don't. They're not I don't, gonna, I don't they're, think they're going to. They're not going to win the comp. No, they're not going to win the comp. But I'm telling you right now, and I've said it to you, if I was going to have one of the bottom eight sides to take over or be in charge of, I would take the Sharks just yeah. purely on the way. That they grind, they they make teams play ugly and they get the job done. But regardless of how many times you may look at the paper or look at Carney, well, forty nil the week Gordon, before, so. and you know a player like Fafida and go there, they're only players. They seem to just frustrate everyone. I know they got pumped the week before, but yeah. they have beaten South this year with Greg yeah. Lewis and all their key players on the field. They're that they're that side. They will drag you into the trenches. Yeah. And, um, oh, if, if you're uh, if you allow them to do that, yeah. Um, but twenty nil half time, thirty eight ten full time. They dominated, but, and and the ten points per scored, sharks switched off. Yeah, at the end of the game, like, that was soft points. So James Roberts got two in there. He, he obviously is a natural finisher. You could see that he had a bit of work to do for the second one, but uh, early on they probably had one other chance. It was an offside to Matt Moylan. I well, still, I I, I still don't think that helps them too much though. Mm. It was pretty obvious where the game was going for feeder. Five offloads, 150 metres. Carney, as you said, just guided the ship. Yep. Put Pomeroy over, set a couple up. Wade Graham back, he set a try up. And uh, I really like Sai Feki, the young winger. Yeah. Him and Gordon. He's got kahunas, huh? He he's, gets he's, in, he's another one of those warriors. He's tough, man. Another warrior, a junior warrior they couldn't get their hands on. So mm. they keep producing them, and uh, a couple of clubs have seen the benefit, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, what about the Tagatizi hit? We've already glanced over that. That was my, that that was my highlight of that game. Wow. Yeah, he posted a photo of it up on our page, and it um, it just took off. Like everyone was uh, interacting with it and posting their opinions on it. Um, it it'd have to be the hit of the year so far. Um, mm-hmm. he, he buckled in, and he he can't hit that bloke. Mm-hmm. I'd be avoiding him if I was playing footy. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, for Fafita, Carney, you know, it was pretty obvious. Gordon coming back, that unleashes Carney a little bit to be a bit more free. Take a tease, hit well. Matt Moylan, though, I want to give him a rap. He just oh, keeps doing the job. Great. 158 assists. He probably would have had a try if it was counted. Thought Farah was pretty good on his edge again defensively, and Roberts grabbed his two tries. But uh, other than that, it's I think it's just more that they're, they're, they're very overachieved. They're still running short. They may get a few players back the next couple of weeks, but I think the draw is going to be a bit unkind. And uh, this week, they're home, but it's against the Roosters, who are in red hot form. And, uh, you know, you look at. The, 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 the draw as far as the Sharks are concerned they're in that battle to stay in the 8 they're on their 24 points they're in that deadlock yeah. but the Warriors this is not a, a good time if they're going to lose to this side because that will bring New Zealand right into the mix along with the Knights and just throw a spanner in the works there could be a couple of teams just sitting there for the next couple of weeks duking it out to not fall out of that 8 for and against is going to play a factor yeah. but you don't want to be that side sitting on the bottom there I think fighting with the Warriors you no. need to keep pushing forward. No, so, definitely. if they beat them this week, they could really put a spanner in the work, not only for New Zealand, but uh, you know, pretty much anyone outside the eight. Because I think they're the only only team who well, can yeah, really have a the, chance. The, the way that you think the top eight's going to go, and the way that all the experts think, it's not going to go that way. It, it never goes that way. There's always upsets. There's always spanners in the work. So. Mm. Um, what you think the eight's going to be, um, it, it will be different. We should we should have learnt that in years gone by. But um, you know. Obviously, it's hard to predict who's going to upset who, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's not going to go the way we all think it, it's it's going to go. So. Well, I'm still sticking by what I say. There's only one team that can get in the eight, as far as I'm concerned, who's outside it right now, and that's the Warriors. Yeah, they're the only side. And, uh, moving on from them, 
on to the Roosters game from the weekend where they defeated Newcastle 28-12 to at Hunter Stadium. Always a tough destination to go to. Uh, it was a fairly tight game for the most part, but as they've done this year, that they've got the job done. And uh, right at the end there, they put two tries on the, the Knights and put them to bed 28-12. to uh, I think they'll be feeling a little bit nervous, obviously, the Sunny Bill charge coming out of for getting uh, Willie Mason on the yeah. head. I really enjoyed their battle, actually, during the day. They he, deserves, he deserves his charge. Yeah, for sure. And I said it last time, how Jared got five weeks for his uh, bicep, but Sonny Bill clocked someone, probably not as viciously, but... He was defenceless. Pretty much got a, a free walk last time he hit someone in the head. Mm. But yeah, no, he's, he's, he deserves the charge he's got. I, I don't really like the fact he laughed about it and, and sort of brushed it off, but I, I guess that's just the person he is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's probably two weeks. Two weeks is fair. Like, isn't this the reason why we wanted the shoulder charge banned mm. in the first place? Pretty For much. guys attacking um, defenseless players with the shoulder and making contact with the head. Um, th- this is the type of shoulder charge I have an issue with. Yeah. The one that lands on the head. So, um, fair play to the rest of them. And then Willie Mason gets on Twitter and says, oh... You know, it shouldn't be charged. That's how the game should be, and that's how it used to be. Really, wake up to yourself. Just because you don't have a brain doesn't mean that anyone else doesn't have a brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go in and, and attack players in the head, and you knucklehead, you've got a fractured cheekbone. Yeah. Well, as a result. I, I, want, I want the shoulder charge back, but not... That, those are the ones... This is the reason we want it. And, yeah. and I'm, I totally support this being a charge. I support and, it being a charge, but this is the one, I think it this should is be the one where I say it should be back, but if you do this... You should double it. This shouldn't be like a two or a four week. If they want to make a statement, or if someone's going to get a fractured jaw, or a severe concussion, or a neck, pro- or you're like a groat, like we, we haven't seen groat since Teo KO'd him. Yeah. He's absolutely shattered his confidence, probably. Something like that, like an eight week yeah. or a ten week kind of band, depending on the severity of it. Yeah. So if that's what they're going to do, but 12 6 half time, 28 12 full time. It's a good game. I really thought that uh, Newcastle showed their wares. They've, they've started to come good near the back end after. The middle of the year, I kind of looked at them and thought, wow, are they going to do it two years in a row under Wayne Bennett? Which yeah. is just absolutely unheard of. It doesn't happen. But uh, Darius Boy in particular, we're not his biggest fan as far as his character is concerned, but uh, his football is starting to, starting to speak a bit more of the volumes of what he was doing more at St. George. I've said it the last couple of weeks. I love their left edge. Leilua, yep. he's coming and combined really well with McManus. And uh, Mullen and Roberts, I think they've finally kind of signed themselves out to be the halves pairing there. Mm-hmm. But they've uh, they've had consistency in key positions. Um, at the start of the year, they were sort of shuffling around, and obviously Badiris was injured. Uh, so that, that threw Spanners in the works. Um, even, I think, Boyd was injured, and then obviously out with with Origin. So um, now that they're, they're having some consistency in, in terms of their key positions, that's yeah. obviously going to reflect on the field. Smith and Scott, obviously, help out as far as defence, which is another problem they had earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Willie Mason and Snowden, they forged a pretty good partnership. Now both of them are going to be out. So you have to wonder, coming this Friday, missing the pair of them, what's going to come. But yeah. uh, as far as the Roosters are concerned, I think Jake Friend could be... I think Matty John said on Monday night, and it was good to hear somebody in the media finally give him a rap. He said he could probably be his most improved player in the comp, and I'd probably have to agree with him. Well, you got me in the match. Um, he's outstanding. I, I, I rate him. I think he's a real effort player. I don't think he's a natural footballer. I think he's um, he's had to work really hard to get to where he is. Um, for me, I, I can't. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I don't rate him up in the top um, section of hookers just because I, I'd still like to see him ball play a little bit more. But that's definitely something he could he could add to his game. Well, it's coming by, this year. By no, uh, 
by no uh, my, by no means am I saying he hasn't improved. He's improved outside. Well, he was he was an average first grader when he first came into grade. He was a tackler. He is now a uh, he's a he's a great first. Grader. He was a tackler, but now he plays direct he's, out of. He's WR. added different strings to his bow, and it's good to see. He doesn't it's, get a, it's a tick in the box, also to the coach. Yeah, but he. I said to you, he told him at the start of the year, pretty straightforward. Work on your attack. Yeah. Your 50 tackles are good, but I need an attacking hooker. Yeah. He was getting out direct. He's eating metres. He scored tries this year. He started kicking. As far as I'm concerned, you couldn't ask any more of him. Right. And uh, if there's Smith, there's Farah, and then there's Ballon, I probably would have said McCulloch was around fourth. As far as I'm concerned now, I'd, form, he's not. I'd be putting Jake Friend probably behind those three yeah. only. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's a pretty big But again, that's going to be, uh, you need to see consistently for a long period of time. Well, I think so. this year, outstanding and going forward, and if he keeps playing this brand of football, yeah. outstanding. But he, we, yeah, you want it, we want to see it carried into the finals and then into next year as well. Boyd Corden is the other one. Oh. Again, epic. And uh, Sonny Bill, besides his little mishap there, he was almost unstoppable. Five yeah. offloads, line breaks. Uh, you know, I, I just think, Going forward, they're just keeping on rolling. The only player, like we said, that wasn't really getting on that bandwagon of confidence was Sean Kenny Dow. The last two weeks, he's grabbed pies. Yeah. So the scary thing is, if they're all getting on the same page and keep going forward at this rate, I, I can't really... I think we've all said that at some point you need a loss. Uh, you know, do, do they need a loss? Maybe. No. Before, before the finals. But no. if they keep going this way... Well, they, they had it about a month ago to the Warriors. Hmm. Um, that was a bit of a kick in the pants for them. Um, Ford, the other thing as well, they got penalised. It was absolute death, but they defend their penalties. And they're, they're getting penalised. They they're getting penalised for holding down and getting their line set, which is another reason why they're doing so well in terms of their defence. They're not getting caught out without a set line, and they're yeah. a very big side. So, yeah. uh, you know, as long as they keep defending their penalties, we'll wait and see what happens. But Panthers this week, uh, you know, it may be a bogey side, but I think they'll get another two points no, here. I think they'll... Yeah, I think they'll beat Penrith. Newcastle against the Broncos, like I said, important for both sides, but especially Newcastle, they need to kick away. Yeah. But Monday night, Manly, 36-18 over the Tigers. Uh, Robbie Farris, 200th. Liam Foltz, 150th, but not enough motivation there, obviously, and a very red-hot Manly side who were two from eight. Yeah. And uh, now they're three on the trot. I still would like to see them close out a game without conceding points. The last three weeks, they've kind of kicked away copped a couple of tries and then put it to bed. Yeah. And Warren really... said that after the game. He said they uh, that's definitely the, the area they've got to improve is their defence. Mm. They just need to be a little more ruthless after they get that lead. Those soft tries, as you said. Um, mainly sides in uh, you know the past probably uh, you know five to ten years, they, uh, they've been renowned for their tough starch and defence. Um, that's something that's definitely gone missing a little bit this year and, and to, probably towards the back end of last year. Mm. It was 16-6 at half time and then 30 Six to eighteen, they got up. They got out to twenty-eight to six after about sixty minutes, uh, fifty-five minutes. Sorry, I kind of looked at it there and thought exactly what Jamie Lyon was touching on. They should just absolutely go for broke now and turn this into a 50, 50 bloodbath. But yeah. you know, they let the Tigers kick back in with a couple of tries. Uh, I'm not saying at any point they were looking like they were going to get rolled, but it, it's just kind of disappointing. Mm. You know, they, they've pushed themselves into the third spot, which is well and good. But uh, from a coaching point of view, good old angry Jeff, I'm sure he'd like to see him kick on with the result and not concede those points. No, for sure. But, oh, I mean, they posted 36. Uh, they don't have a great record out at Campbelltown. It's a tough place to go Monday night. Um, Tigers, obviously, with the motivation of, of Farrah and, and Fulton. 
um, the Marshall situation and all that sort of stuff. It's a good win. They'll take the two points and they'll uh, they'll run with it. Yeah, well, Jamie Lyon showed you why New South Wales uh, so desperately want him to actually want to play for his state, but yeah. obviously that's not going to come fruition. But his two tries, two long-distance monsters, especially the first one, it was an absolute cracker. Yeah, uh, The bastard, he's, he's just set fire. He, you know, I thought he was a bit a bit of a lull during the year. That edge wasn't getting as much ball, but the last couple of weeks, my God. And, and Kieran Foran, the silent assassin, three try assists, just an effort player. I think he gave away one or two dumb penalties last night, which is a bit uncharacteristic for him, but he still guided his shit, that's for sure. I thought Watmo was good in the middle. Yeah, um, he was very good. And Justin Horror, he got another yeah, double. He's on fire. What about him? As if Parramatta's not just banging their head against the wall again. You know, he, he was one of the ones that, like I said, I've said this a couple of times now, it was between Manly and Melbourne. I was really disappointed that when we, I found out he was going to Manly. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him come to Melbourne. But, uh, you know, on the Tigers side of things, it's the same two blokes I've brought up the last couple of weeks. The two young wingers, not for Luma. What about the try score? Just outstanding. What about the grandma and Foxtel in the background? Yeah. Just the ref. Blowing up. Trying to give a glasses to him to let him, yeah. know, to let him know what was going on. But. Uh. Now, you know, again, you look at him, he doesn't look like that prototypical winger now, the big tall bloke, but he's explosive. He does his dummy half work, and then you've got a bloke like Tim Simona who's just caused havoc against anyone who's defended him. Yeah. He had 11 tackle busts, scored a cracker and two line breaks again. Uh, you know, other than them, I thought Murdoch Masilla, a bloke that we both really rated, he's been very, very quiet last night. It was the first time he's kind of come on and impressed me this year. Yeah. Showed a bit of his potential, and I thought Adam Blair had a pretty solid game. He's steadily been playing okay but uh, overall as far as the Tigers, than ever. yeah as far as they're concerned though their season's gone yeah uh, Benji found the grass with more passes than he did actual players well him and Anastasia were having a contest between who could find the grass on uh, the most occasions well surely the Tigers are just sitting there smiling right now because if he thinks he's worth any more than 800 my god I, I, I would any worth any more than 400 he's kidding uh, 400 at the moment would be you know I think overs yeah the way he's asking but I was smiling last night just thinking about this whole situation and him trying to you know whether it's money or whatever it is if it's money right now the Tigers are winning yeah. with what they've done so They've uh, they've got a game this week against the Titans, which I definitely think is a winnable one. It may be away, but Titans are pretty short on troops. And Manly, they get the Eels, so I think uh, it's going to be four in a row for them. And they've had a, they've got a pretty nice run home, so yeah, good times for them to build some momentum. Definitely, um, definitely. The Tigers are gone. Um, they're only playing for pride, and uh, I think Manly now you can almost pencil them in their. Uh, they're going to be in the top four, so it's just about where they land in that in that uh, little bracket. Mm, for sure. That wraps up the, the reviews of the matches from the weekend, so now I'll move on to the Cinebet Degenerate Gamblers section. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Cinebet and fire up. Download the Cinebet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get onto www.cinebet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Cinebet, fire up. Alrighty then, Degenerate Gamblers section brought to you by Cinebet. Get the Cinebet app on your mobile and fire up. They give us two free $100 bets to give away every week and obviously a $100 charity bet, which this week, Brock, what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to back the Tigers to beat the Titans. So that's paying two thirty-five. So potentially another hundred and thirty-five will jump into the kitty. Mm. Had a look at some uh, multi-options again this week. Not too much value, and uh, 
And of all the games there with a bit of value, we, we definitely think the Titans missing a few players, it gives a good opportunity there for the Tigers to get a win. So yeah. hopefully more money getting in there for the charity. But uh, what about the other odds for the round? Alrighty, uh, the Knights and the Broncos Friday night. Knights $1.48, the Broncos two sixty five. Yeah, well, I know you like the Broncos. I'm, uh... well, I like the Broncos with a start. Um, I wouldn't be backing them head-to-head, um, but with a 12-and-a-half start, I think that'll be a decent price. Mm. No, I, I, I've, I've kind of led towards the Knights, depending on what happens. I know they're probably going to miss both front rowers, maybe Smith, you said, from the suspension, but uh, for this one, for me, I reckon it'll be a close game. Yeah. Uh, the other game on Friday night, the Panthers at home to the Roosters. Penrith, $5. Roosters, $1.18. Yeah, well, um, that's I'd... probably fair. I, in in the weather uh, down here, but it, it'll be cold and slippery. Um if you, if you get a decent start on Penrith, like 18 and a half start, it might be enough. Yeah, I just think the forward pack for the Roosters won't be too uh, worried about that situation. Moa, uh, you know, where he graves these kind of blokes. Cordner, I think they'll just roll through Penrith regardless of the conditions. Yeah. Uh, the first Saturday game, the Warriors, uh, $1.45, Cronulla, $2.75. Um, I, the Warriors, that's... Uh, a decent price on them, I guess. Um, they should win that game. Yeah, the Sharks did a number on them over there last year, but I can't see that happen again. They're in a completely different vein of form right now. Mm, Paramanly, uh, the Eels. Well, uh, sorry, Eels, a dollar ten, please. Yeah, Manly the Eels to get beat. Uh, Manly versus Manly. Uh, Parramatta, seven bucks. Manly versus the Boy. Yeah, so yep. we'll just skip that game. Mm. Um, the Cowboys, there two. Uh, sorry, three sixty-five. South, a dollar twenty-eight. That's probably fair as well, yeah, judging on form. If you're going on the bounce-back factor, you might want a bit of a dabble or something. But yeah, uh, the coach st- being sacked and all that. I still think that the South will get the job done. Yeah, uh, the Canberra Raiders at home to the Storm, $2.25, Storm $1.65. Well, so this is one where you get a bit of value both ways. You don't get Melbourne over $1.50 very often, and Canberra at home are undefeated. So if you're willing to have a lash out there, maybe with 12 and a half start or something like that. Yeah, uh, the Gold Coast dollar sixty, Tigers two thirty five. Obviously, that's going to be our charity bet. Um, very short for the Titans, considering the side they've named. Mm. Um, and Monday night to wrap us up, the Dragons two sixty, the Dogs a dollar fifty. That's probably fair odds, but yeah. be weary. Um, the Dogs are away, no barber, and it's Monday night, the night mm. of the upset. Yeah, well, that's the one I think could probably go against us this round as far as the upsets are concerned. The odds, but. Uh, Hopefully, I, I am hoping that uh, the dogs get the job done and keep pushing themselves further in, into that eight and get themselves locked in. But mm. uh, for now, as always, a big thank you to Cenobet. If uh, you want to bet on any sport, including the NRL, make sure you get onto Cenobet.com and fire up. But uh, for now, we've got some questions in the fan from, so we'll answer those before we head into the wrap-up. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com Fan forum, you've uh, posted your questions and now you're going to get the answer. So what have we got? All right, Scotty Chand, he said, uh, can you discuss strategies to make contracts mean something? I think it's pretty straightforward. When you put your signature to a piece of paper, that should be enough. It should, should be legally be. binding. But uh, st- strategies towards that, I think there's too much else to it. As far as I was concerned, once you put that down in the paper, you s- sign your life away, as they say. Yeah, well, he's, he said, you know, you look at the Pete Wallace situation where um, he had offers to go elsewhere. Mm. Um, and now the club's saying to him that, you know, we basically don't want you. Um, yeah, the, the difference in those situations where somebody has signed and they renege before a deal gets registered is the Broncos can't kick him out and not pay him. Mm. They, they tell and hit someone that well, they want. Well, Scott, Scott said here it's unprofessional. 
It is unprofessional, yeah. but if, if the difference is in this situation compared to the reneging and just, you know, and all that backstab, is if they want him gone, they can pay him to leave. Yeah. That's the only way out. So, yeah, it may hurt. It is a bit unprofessional, but at the end of the day, Peter Wallace is going to get paid one way or another. Yeah. Because if he can't find a club where he doesn't want to go anywhere, the only way for Brisbane to part ways is to pay out the rest of his contract. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thought if you're t- talking more about like a Papali situation or something like that, that's more what I'm getting at, where you put your signature to a piece of paper, you've given your word, you've gone to that meeting with your manager and the club, and then all of a sudden you will go, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, when something's on paper, it's legally binding, it's done and dusted. But the Wallace situation, if a club doesn't want someone, they have to pay them out anyway. So yeah. as long it may be a bit hurtful and they may have did well, a backflip. Prince is now in the same situation as well. Still going to get paid, though. Yeah. They're, they're not losing out. But then again, long term, for Prince, he's going to retire, obviously, yeah, well, he's or done. he's going to go to England. But for Wallace, he probably wants another NRL contract. It can affect him getting a contract elsewhere if he does stay or can't get signed elsewhere this year if he plays Queensland Cup or next year. Well, his market, his market, no, marketability or attractiveness as a player is going to drop. Still going to get four hundred thousand though, so he can't lose. He can't lose his pay that's in the short term. Can't lose in the it. short term, but he, he could miss a contract elsewhere, and that's I can totally see that that point. But yeah. um, Warren Strachan, uh, he'd love to know our opinion on uh, the NRL adopting something similar to Super League, where last place is dropped down to another league, um, and the winner from the other one drop jumps up. Um, you look at clubs like Parramatta. How is it right that they stay in the NRL when they perform like bastards? And there are clubs in both Queensland and New South Wales Cup that would be more of a challenge. Yeah, well, I know that Parramatta are struggling, but to be honest, I still there's there's nothing in the New South Wales Cup or the Queensland Cup. He makes a good point in theory. It, oh, it, in theory, I think it's a good idea, but the NRL, we just don't, don't have the, depth the way theory. the salary cap works and what it's based around is sixteen competitive clubs and players getting shelled out of the successful teams, which you know, yeah. at times not everyone agrees with, but for the most part, there can be an upset on any given day. But as bad as Parramatta are, and I know we keep cacking jokes, they'd still beat sides in the New South Wales Cup. Mm. There's some pretty you know, average players in my eyes in there and the Q Cup that definitely are there for a reason. There's a good right. reason they're not playing the NRL. Yeah. So I know it may work over there, but I don't think it'd work here. All right, Sandy Hunter on Twitter. Has Wayne Bennett or Craig Bellamy ever been in a position like Ricky Stewart is now? Quality of players surely determines success. Now I'll jump in on this and as a coach say that Wayne Bennett, um, in particular, he places himself in positions where um, he's going to get good players. He doesn't go to rosters or go to clubs where he's not going to have the best systems in place um, or the better players or you know rights to recruitment. He makes sure he's got every um, every box ticked before he signs somewhere. And you know, there's, there's famous stories about how close he was to signing with South, um, and then obviously hearing little bits and pieces he didn't like, um, which obviously led to him going to Newcastle. For Bellamy, um, you can, I don't think you can really knock Bellamy because he's built them from the ground up. Bellamy knocked down inherited a and side. then rebuilt again. Bellamy inherited a side that was sixth or seventh every year. They couldn't recruit anyone. No one wanted to go down there. Matt Orford left us high and dry. Phil Gould said they were going to be dead last. And, uh, you know, Bellamy made the finals the year before with Orford and then was pretty much said to be doomed and gloomed. Yeah. For me, I'd then flip this. I'd say, well, okay, Ricky Stewart might not have been in the same positions. Um, Sorry, Bennett and Bellamy may not have been in the position that Ricky Stewart is in now. However, Ricky Stewart has been in the positions where Bellamy and 
and Bennett are now. He's had a good roster. Yeah. He had a good roster yeah, at the, the Sharks. Roosters. He had a good roster at the Roosters, and he failed with both of them. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just, uh, you know, how you handle yourself, what you do with what you've got in front of you, and uh, you've, you've just hit the nail on the head. I was going to say, the Roosters, he made grand finals, and then uh, everything hit the fan, and at the Sharks, things obviously went down in a ball of flames, and he got everything he wanted at the Sharks. Yeah. He got Anthony Tupo, he had Paul Gallen, he had Greg Bird. You know, he pretty much got everything he was after, so... League freak, um, he's posted, if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, will Dave Smith apologise for it anyway? <laughs> so, well, that's League freak, well, yeah. Dave. I don't know, he's going to have uh, Toddy Greenberg there to look after everything very shortly, and I think you'll see a, a change in tact in a lot of things um, from the NRL, I think. Greenberg's obviously got his uh, ear to the ground a lot more than what Smith does. He knows the game, he knows the CEOs, he knows the clubs, he knows the players, he knows well, I know the fans. Initially, um, he, perfect. Did, he didn't want the gig, but uh, I don't know if it was after the Bulldogs drama or what it is, or just a, a way to go forward, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm much happier to see him there. Him. I'm much happier to see him there. At the start when he was mentioned, I was hoping that he'd take the job. So All right. I think at some point, uh, no offence to David Smith, but I think he might find himself usurped. Mm. Uh, James Chapman, his age starting to catch up with a big three at Melbourne. Wow, I don't think so. Well, I think if you They've watch... won eight Origin Series in a row. If you, if you watch the game of the weekend, you can't blame the big three. No. Cooper Cronk kicked the field goal, scored that try, took the line on, went through a couple of times. Cameron yeah. Smith pulled their pants down, kicked a 40-20 of his own. Billy Slater spilt one pill, but... He still scored a try and chimed in, so I don't think you can knock the big three. Mm. It's more what's around them there. That's what happens after you rot the cap and they slowly rebuild and they lose players. They're, this year they've had seven or eight debuts uh, and it shows in the quality of that side. Yeah. Uh, yep. Matty Hodges, do you think the Dragons should finally give Drinkwater a start? Well, I think they should if they've signed him to a contract. Well, he only just started playing New South Wales Cup again last week. Mm. Kicked the winning field goal, but his overall game wasn't that impressive. If you're actually going to talk on form now compared to the start of the year when they were going like busters and they should have just given him that little perk up, yep. I, I think he's too far gone as far as his confidence at the moment. Yeah, I wouldn't give him a run this year. All right, Timmy Bat, he says, How good is it after round one? You guys were saying get on the Warriors to win the wooden spoon. Now they're flying with the run home, which is probably the easiest out of all the top eight teams. Now, Firstly, I've gone back and checked the audio on this. We weren't the ones saying get on the Warriors. It was gossip saying yeah. get on the Warriors for the spoon. I well, was yeah, on, I was on Parramatta. We both predicted Parramatta for the spoon, so you've got that one wrong. Um, where will they finish and uh, what, are, what are our top eights? I, I think the top eight will pretty much stay the I've same. I've already said it. It is, it is what it is now, yeah. but I think Canberra... The Warriors will jump in. Canberra's got the hardest draw from what I looked at the other day. Yeah, so Canberra I, will go out. I think... Depending on you know how Ferguson works out for them, he's, yeah. he's going to be back this week. That's probably the only thing I can see saving them. They've got, they've got home games though, which goes in their favour, much like the Warriors. But yeah. I think someone will fall victim, but the Warriors still realistically need to win like five of six to mm. be absolutely one hundred percent banked, or at least four or five, uh, four of six, and have result a couple of results. Yeah, which I think they they will, they'll do that. Yeah. Um, well, if Newcastle lose this Friday. Which yeah. is a possibility, and they win. Newcastle's out of the eight. Yeah. Warriors jump straight in. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's probably either Newcastle or Canberra we're looking at to jump out um, mm. for the Warriors to go in. Uh, Ash Norman is at time. Brayton Astor retired. Ash, massive Tigers fan. Mm. Um, good bloke too, but I, I think yes, definitely. Well, definitely. He he, uh, he couldn't he couldn't pass the ball five meters and hit blokes on the chest on Monday night. He's had injuries as well, and uh, you know he's had a good run. He, he jumped into the media. He did have a good dig. He does have a gig there on Foxtel. I think the other thing he's gone to a club that's he, frustrating. Stuck, but they're stacked with these young halves. Like, yeah, but he's been to two 
good clubs. He's been at the head of the queue. Now he's been pushed into the back row. Yeah. The coach he initially signed for, he's obviously not there. Tim Shane's, uh, it was Mick Potter who had a different plan for him. I think he, he's done everything he needs to do. He, they've just signed Moses. They've signed Brooks. They've got Siren and you know, it's everything's there. I think it's it's at that point. He's got another year to run, but I don't think he'll play on after that. Okay. Uh, Andrew Caldwell, will South Sydney be in the grand final this year? I think they will be. Uh, at this point in time, I think there's, there's enough there to think they will, but I still think they need to get Greg Inns back in their sword. Yep. All right. Kenneth Barrington, do you think it's strange that after one loss, the Rabbitohs are stripped of the favourites title? I do. Well, I think it's a bit weird. Um, obviously, that's probably, as you just said, well, Inglis is out. Um, I think the, war- the Roosters are getting a lot of love, obviously. Um, yeah, but it's, it's... Melbourne have slid a little bit, I'm still, they always slide at this time I'm, of year. I'm not going to knock South, but I'm still going to defend the Roosters because yeah. everyone keeps saying they still need to beat sides. They've done everything that everyone's already asked of them. I don't think they have. They already have, as far as I'm they concerned. They're they're, gonna, they're they're, gonna, they're, they've lost. They're going to verse the Rabbitohs. They've lost to the Rabbitohs. Yeah, lost first the round, though. I'm sick of that. They've Everyone lost to the Storm, too. Yeah. Without Jarabri Hargroves, they didn't get oh, them from strength either. But they're 0-2 against the top two teams. Mm-hmm. But round one is not now. Well, I think it's still... It's the only line you can draw. Yeah, well, round one means nothing. You, like, you're going to play. You're the Roosters No, round one means nothing. Everyone, everyone it does keep, mean everyone, something. It doesn't mean anything. It will. You can't go on it. Souths had been together for a year. They're all justified. Brand new team, brand new coach. After a couple of weeks when they kicked into gear, and since then, they've put more teams to the sword than Souths have. So as far as I'm concerned, when they play in a couple of weeks' time, if when they beat them then, more than happy to justify. So you'd rather draw a line through form that they've they've bashed crap teams than their actual head-to-head meeting? They've been winning. They haven't lost many games. They've only had one lot less loss than Souths. Souths are well ahead of them. Souths lost to the Sharks. As well. Yeah. So if you want to talk about just general form as things got going. The Roosters lost to Canberra. Yeah. And? I'm just saying. At Canberra, who undefeated, undefeated uh, at home. Canberra rubbish. So, you know. You didn't well, get it. We'll agree to disagree. Round one uh, may mean South of the team. It's round 26, I think they do play. Yeah, they do. That, that's when you'll get your indication. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But the only line in the sand right now, draw on at the moment is round one. All the bloodbaths. Or whenever they played Melbourne. All the bloodbaths. Four Origin players. Jake Friend coming forward, Sonny Bill Williams in their team. They've got a bench that's loaded up. There's they give away the most penalties. They, they can't force they defend drop-outs. them. They've got the best defence in the we'll comp. they got the best defence in All the right. comp. Justin Nixon. Uh, Warriors run home looks like um, that on paper, bar Manly away. But a few teams, they ha- play our bogey sides. You wouldn't want it to come down to last round against the Dragons as they have not beat them away for nearly 13 years, I think. Hope I'm wrong, though. Um, their points for and against is an issue for the Warriors. Well, it's not if they keep winning. No, win is simple as that. Um, they, they, they've obviously got a great run home. Um, they just need four to keep home winning. games. Four um, games in New Zealand is enough for me to kind of look at them and think you know they're, they're in a pretty good position. On the form they're they're playing with now, if that continues, they make the eight simple. And no injuries. Um, and they'll have positive form and against uh, because they'll dust a few sides in that time. Uh, hit their sandpat when jo- uh, Josh Hoffman first uh, came in to replace Hunt. He was a great fullback. Um, he kept the defence on the back foot and always made the back line um, of the re- all the rest of the Broncos look smooth. Could we see Hoffman wearing the number six jersey anytime soon, especially if Mr. Gossip Rumour come true about Barber at the Broncos next year? No. He can't ball play. He can't play six. That's why he got pushed out of the way for Norman to play fullback. He'll no offence to the, him. Uh, he'll be back on the wing. He's an absolutely outstanding ball runner, but the reason he did get pushed out of the way is simply the fact that he can't ball play. So yeah. most definitely not. I'd agree with that. He needs to be playing one, or if not... Centre or wing at Well, best. after the way he played on Friday night, 
it, I just scratched my head and I said it from the start of the year. I, I wouldn't have had Corey Norman. Yeah, but if they buy Barber, he's yeah, going back to the start of the year. Like Griffin, he's, he's got questions to be well, answered. Well, we've all said that. Norman should have been six with one of the other two. Yeah. But it didn't happen, so. I don't know. There Mo- you go. Move, moving forward, though, that was always what should have happened. Norman's not going to be there, so why'd you punish Hoffman for it? It's just stupid. Yep. Every, all right, that's us. Well, that's the fan forum, so uh, we'll wrap things up. Well, that concludes another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. So, as always, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. As always, this podcast will be available on Podomatic and iTunes from late tonight or early Wednesday morning. Like us, review it. Share it with your friends if you can, and uh, always make sure to keep your eyes open on Friday and Monday night for our Guess the Correct Score or Closest to It, thanks to Cenobet, so we can give away our free $100 bets. So always keep your eyes on that and listen to the podcast. And as always, back to eight games for the weekend. Enjoy your rugby league, guys. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.